We go with some backup point guard conversation on a Friday. Teo Maladon no longer a part of the Charlotte Hornets. Backup point guard now, though. Ish Smith shared his comments on Brandon Miller and LaMelo Ball in a recent interview. We'll also get to plenty of stats today. All unlocked on Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, in a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> Lockdown Hornets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, that includes YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA and use code all lowercase lockdown NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's Doug Branson. You can find him on the Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. You can listen to me, Walker Mail, on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. Interesting face that you just had there, Doug. Is everything okay? You seem frustrated just no. a little bit. Or is it because of maybe a certain move the Hornets made in the last 24 hours? Yeah, I'm not frustrated. I'm in mourning. Teo! Teo! Gotta let go! My rapidly sunk is gone! Oh, they waved yeah. Teo Maladon, if you haven't heard. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it was it was a little surprising I guess to me. I didn't expect this and but then first I waiver, you, right? Hornets for, make the first move? Yeah, I guess maybe. Well, it's, and and so they needed some center depth as we talked about and so it, this just had to be the casualty was two-way Teo no longer on a two-way contract with the Hornets anymore and he had signed two two-way contracts. The first one came October 15th, 2022, very late in the process, two seasons ago. And then he signed another two-way contract with the Hornets September 29th of this offseason. So he appeared in 57 games. He had eight starts in the last couple of years, averaged six points, two and a half rebounds, a little over three assists per game in 18 and a half minutes per game that he played. And we saw at the beginning of last year, where he was playing and played well. That was probably the best stretch of basketball that he gave us. Came back at the end of last season and, you know, just was help keeping the ship afloat. This mm-hmm. season, got to see some early minutes, but because he's on the two-way contract, there are minutes restrictions, and so you didn't see him play a lot uh, in the middle portion of last season. Weren't seeing him a lot this year. They brought back Ish Smith. He yeah. just had an interview with Mac and Vone a little while ago we can get to. But it, so I guess they just didn't feel like they needed him anymore. And Doug, instead of having Teo Maladon, they felt like they needed to get a center. And that's where Nathan Mensa comes in on a two-way contract now. And he's appeared in just 14 games for the Swarm. He's averaging 10, eight and a half rebounds, one assist, two blocks in 29 minutes per game in Greensboro. What do you think overall about the transaction? After you get through the morning, what do you think after that? Yeah, I mean, Teo, his three ball wasn't there at the beginning of the season when he was getting minutes, and on a bad defensive team, he was particularly awful. He's rated as the worst defensive player on the Hornets this season. Again, limited minutes, small sample size, but that existed. And so, you know, when the Hornets went and got Ish Smith, it was kind of the writing was on the wall for Teo Maladon. He wasn't going to get minutes. DNP, they're relying on Terry Rozier to take, you know, point guard duties, um, and, and then Ish behind him. So that being said, Mark Williams has a lower back contusion that 
that he tried to come back from and then had to go out. I've said before, I'm really scared about lower back injuries of any kind and big men. So I'm, I'm hoping that everyone involved in that situation is being super careful with his return. But they don't have a third string center. So it's Nick Richards playing a lot of minutes. It was P.J. Washington and J.T. Thor and Miles Bridges trying to fill the gap there. Nick Richards is just back from a concussion that kept him out nine games. And then you add on to that, P.J. going down in the last game in the first quarter didn't return for a shoulder injury that appears. I mean, the the broadcasters sort of brought up, hey, he's wearing a T-shirt. Maybe that's an indication uh, under his jersey. Maybe that's an indication that the injury happened prior to that game so something he's been dealing with I mean this you know giving the two-way deal to Mensa and and waving Teo would suggest to me that the organization feels like they may be without both Mark and PJ for some kind of amount of time what do you think well and I also think that the other factor in all of this is that Terry Rozier has looked a lot better on ball this season and has looked a lot better as the primary playmaker so it used to be okay, in a pinch, we would love to get Terry back to that off-ball combo guard-type role. Maybe we can bring Teo in, put him alongside Terry, and then just you know figure out defensively what the hell we're going to do. But now we don't even have Mark out there to protect that. So now we're in a real pinch, and at least Terry playing so much better as the primary decision-maker in pick-and-roll, facilitating at a high level compared to what he had been doing. I think this is the move that they decided to go with and because of Terry and because, yeah, you're right, they didn't even have enough center depth before Mark Williams went down. Now that PJ, so (laughs) think about it. Mark Williams, doubtful for this game in the last report, according to Hornets PR, so Mark Williams, doubtful for this game against the Pelicans. P.J. Washington, your sm- you can't even have your small ball center. He's questionable with a shoulder injury. But now you can't even have your small ball center. Nick Richards, Steve Clifford is screaming at him to set screens. And now you have to go to Nathan Mensa, who comes in as a conference defensive player of the year when he was at San Diego State. And so I, there is some that he was a longtime player there, five-year player with the Aztecs back in college. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, had had two blocks a game in Greensboro. Like I'm hoping that there's a smart defender here. I haven't lot, watched a lot of Greensboro tape, to be honest with you. I apologize to the people, but hopefully he's a smarter defender that knows where he needs to be in protecting the rim. Hopefully he can block a shot or two if he gets in the game. Hope it's unproven. He's an unproven NBA player. I mean, this is a band aid, right? I mean, they they obviously expect to get one of these PJ or Mark back in the lineup sooner rather than later. But this, if they both miss this game, they got to have somebody because even if PJ were healthy, you look at the stats, Walker on lineups that don't feature one of their true centers in Mark Williams and Nick Richards, and a vast majority of those lineups that have played, I would say, significant minutes when you pool all of the lineups together, more significant than other teams playing without a true center, uh, that, that can't function well you know, on both ends of the floor in, in significant minutes you know, with, without a center, which the Hornets can't. If you look at these lineups, they're getting crushed on defense. I mean, the main one, P.J., uh, Miles, Gordon, Brandon, and Terry, that's a 143.2 points per possession on defense. Crushed. <laughs> Next one, 123.1. Uh, 146.2, 138.1. It's not just that it's like, oh, man, you know, they're giving up a few points. Like, no, they are getting dominated on Mm -hmm. the defensive end when they don't have a center. And that's why I just just don't understand 
how you go into this season with only two guys at center. And, and really it is, you know, Steve Clifford likes to say cross his fingers, you know, with in regards to Cody Martin's injury. But that's what this team did. They crossed their fingers and said, I really hope that one of these guys doesn't get hurt. And, of um, course, both of them did. And now they're in this situation where they're depending right, on Nathan Mensah. Everybody check their calendar. It's December 15th. I think they've played. They're going into their 24th game of the season, right? This is where I'm legitimately asking the question. This is not a joke anymore. I've had this joke a couple times already, but now it's real. Do you know what question I'm going to ask you, Doug? Uh, do, they, do they need a Plumley? Do they need to call a Plumley? <laughs> it's a great one. It's a good one. No, there is a center, though that is affiliated with the Charlotte Hornets currently in some capacity that might have been able to help this year. And that guy's James Najee. No! Could James could James Najee have realistically no. helped this team this season no. defensively? Because offensively, we know how much of a problem it was going to be. But defensively, Doug? Hell, man. I mean, it's think about who they just dropped Teo Maladone for. No. Nathan Mensa, who... How many minutes a game was he getting for summer league? Like Najee was legitimately good in summer league. I stand by it. I know you're shaking your head. Summer league. Unproven in the NBA. I need someone. But again, I'm speaking from the perspective of not a team looking to develop young talent, but a team that has stated that they want to have some kind of postseason action. Then they should have gone and got a legitimate, and and they still have the opportunity to go out and get you know a legitimate backup center option when when they're ailing so I don't, I don't know I mean, just unproven guys all over the place although I will say this I really hope that they have just been hiding Nathan Mensa under a bushel and that he is super smart on defense and can help them because like I love the name Mensa like you know there's just so many if he makes a block shot that smarts um you know I'm sure you could do something with high IQ uh, that's a great nickname. I mean, the nickname opportunities, the the chances for an Eric Collins call to go right mm-hmm. are are really good with Nathan, Nathan Mensa in the lineup. All right, so at least you, you lose two-way Teo, Rapide Sonk. You lose Teo, got to let go, but we get Mensa in return. Maybe, maybe. We'll have to see if they even play him. I mean, you, you put him on the two-way contract, sure. That would well, indicate. Play? If, if PJ or Mark... If they don't play, which is a you know very good possibility, questionable and doubtful designations for them, then you have to. It's Nick. You Richards. either do that or you put platform shoes on Bryce McGowan's. One of the two. Those are your two options at this point. You either put Bryce McGowan's on. See, he's going to look like the the kids who try to sneak into the movie theater. You know, you put a giant trench coat and you maybe Ish lifts Bryce McGowan's up on his shoulders. Love it. <laughs> I think that's what they should do. Those All are your right. options. We have more ideas coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is all a choice. That would be a choice to have Bryce McGowan's on top of Ish Smith's shoulders. That would absolutely be a choice. We're going to go with a few other stats. Doug has been researching hard. He has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, trying to dig up some more stats on the Charlotte Hornets this season. So we'll go behind the numbers in just a moment. Speaking of going behind the numbers, this episode is brought to you by Dave. Finances can be so intimidating. That's why you need Dave. Dave can make managing your money so much easier with an interest-free extra cash advance, uh, fee-free goal, fee-free. That's tough to say, fee-free. 
fee-free goal tracking and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. And when you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. There's no credit check. There's no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait on your next paycheck. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. That's dave.com slash locked on NBA. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less 500. No credit check. No late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. More Locked on Hornets ahead. All right. Odds are, as of when we put this podcast out, you might have heard it, but I'm going to guess you haven't heard of the interview yet because I literally got into the car got to what is i'm gonna we're gonna call it walt studios i'm at walt studios right now big shout out to walt for letting me use his house to help me record the podcast right now because if it wasn't for him there would be no podcast on my part so i got in the car and was listening to ish smith join mac and bone on wfnz before pulling up to walt studios and mac and bone were talking to him about lamello ball about ish smith's playing days funniest teammate and it was a lot of great stuff ish is really good at this you should go check it out wfnc.com they asked him about brandon miller and so said hey what's been most impressive said yeah i knew we could score i watched him play against south carolina in college and just absolutely destroyed him he was really impressive offensively and defensively but the thing that he's most surprised about with a rookie coming into the league doug it's mm-hmm. the fact that Brandon is not afraid of the moment whatsoever. That's something that we, that was when uh, David was on earlier this week, we talked about that. It's so easy to see, and you've seen it in multiple games this year. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter if there's a guy on the opposition being a part of the all-back alley team, dudes that you really don't want to mess with. Either there is this blissful ignorance, Brandon Miller is about that, I'm going to choose to believe that Brandon is about it. Like he clearly has that attitude that he's ready to go with anyone. And Ish pointed out in this last game against Miami, Brandon was like one of seven, one of eight to start, maybe two of eight, something like that. And then in the fourth quarter hits the eight points to lead the Hornets in the fourth quarter shooting percentage, pretty damn respectable at the end of the game with a 40% three point percentage after the fourth quarter was over and done with. Man, that's what you love about Brandon. And that's exactly what I thought too. This guy is ready. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. He's always going to be the same Brandon Miller. Maybe the shot doesn't go in. Maybe he has a few more turnovers. People have bad games. But one quarter is not going to affect the other. And I think that's what you love about a rookie in Brandon. Yeah, he's already breaking three-point shooting records for a rookie like I mean, that's that to me. That's crazy, and and it reflects ten, and they're and they're like trusting him to take ten double digit. That's a, I mean, that's a ton. That's what your stars do. They take ten from deep. It's nuts. It, it reflects how obviously how the game has changed uh, dramatically um, since you know the Hornets of the eighties, nineties, and early aughts. But it's also reflective of a couple of draft choices that they've made that we all thought, oh, this person's going to come in and just rain down threes. 
and it didn't happen. We took it for granted. We took it for granted uh, that Monk was going to have that kind of offensive impact. We took it for granted that uh, that Booknight was going to have that kind of offensive impact early and didn't. They were not plug-and-play guys. It took Monk a while before you know he figured everything out. And Brandon, it has not taken any time at all. And Ish has seen a lot of He's seen a lot of teams. He's seen a lot of players. He's been in a lot of different kinds of situations. And so for him to say that, you know, I think is is meaningful. I don't think he necessarily has to say that, right? I mean, he's a, you know, I mean, I guess he owes the Hornets in some respect because they gave him, you know, just this sort of last hurrah. But I, but but I don't didn't think... even know if he wanted to play, though. Like, I mean, right. he, he had to talk to everybody before he even suited up again. Right. So I don't think he has to say this necessarily. I think he's sharing his honest thoughts on what he's seeing from Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller wants to take the shot. And that's such a huge thing. I mean, I bring up another rookie, Frank Kaminsky, who had confidence issues his first couple of seasons when he suited up for the Hornets. And when shots didn't fall for him, it his like whole game fell apart. And his whole, you know, I think mental grasp of of how he could play the game fell apart when the shots weren't falling. That doesn't happen with Brandon Miller. And so we cannot take any of this for granted. We have to recognize what it is, which is something very special. Well, and in the fourth quarter, especially, that's what I think you love because Steve Clifford trusts Brandon. He's playing Brandon in closing minutes. And that, I mean, it's pretty much right off the bat. Brandon was playing closing minutes. I mean, even if this team was fully healthy, he was going to Brandon Miller, you know, early and often. And in the fourth quarter, he's been excellent, Doug. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I've got some stats for you here. Uh, Among players uh, who are sort of legitimate rotation players who get legitimate minutes in the fourth quarter, Brandon Miller leads the team in effective field goal percentage at 68.8. Miles Bridges just behind him at 67.4. And then LaMelo Ball at 66.7. Terry Rozier at 64.9. And true shooting percentage, same deal. Brandon at 69.1, Miles at 67.9, and LaMelo at 68.8. So, so doing some fantastic things. And the, the crazy thing is his usage percentage is only 16.3 yeah. in those fourth quarters. So he's not even the, – the offense is not running through him. We've talked a lot about this, that Brandon Miller is doing a lot off ball. The future evolution of his game will be can he do it on ball at the same kind of a fit. That's that's the transition that that all these kind of you know super wings make is, all right, you can do it off ball. Now we're going to run the offense through you. You're going to run the offense. Can you keep up that same efficiency? That'll be for later times. But he's passing that first test with flying colors. And then if you break it down just rookies, uh, fourth quarter, he leads all rookies in effective field goal percentage of 68.8. Behind him is uh, Koulibaly, actually. He's doing really well as well. And then uh, Victor Wibanyama coming in at fourth at 59.4. Now, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, Chet Holmgren at 56 effective field goal percentage. True shooting, same deal. He's leading all rookies except for Chet. And true shooting percentage because Chet gets fouled a lot. That's another thing, Walker. Brandon hasn't proven that he can get to the foul line. That'll be another evolution of his game. Yeah, well, and that's going to come with as soon as he has the basketball in his hands a little more because he's playing a lot of minutes. He's going to have a lot of minutes under his belt. Like as soon as he's done with the season, we're going to I would I would like to know if he'll have played more minutes than any rookie in the last what? 
how many, how far can we go back since the second coming of the franchise? I mean, maybe Emeka Okafor would have him beat because who else were you going to play with those early Bobcats teams? But man, especially with the second iteration of the Hornets title, it might be Brandon having played more minutes than any other rookie. And so now you're talking about him. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. With the basketball in his hands, with Brandon Miller starting to dribble, take it to the rack. Yeah. He's not even, he's not even averaging two free throw attempts per game yet. So you're, you're not even, I mean, yeah, you, you think about it, right? You get fouled on a shot, you take two free throws. He's not even reaching that mark yet. So we'll see, but I'll take the outside shot making at an incredible level. I think we'll all take that and what we're seeing right now from the rookie out of Alabama. All right, let's move on. One more segment to go coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We'll find the local angle once more. Find out how Doug gets Steph Curry to Charlotte again in the next segment. <laughs> Maybe he brings you a different local angle. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. That's it. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player staff projections, and then you can watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. If you want to keep it local, like we try to do, hey, we try to find the local angle. Chuba Hubbard rushing yards and rushing attempts for the Carolina Panthers. That's something you should pick more than. But also, I saw a combined Brandon Miller points, rebounds, and assist category on prize picks. And it was only at 22. And I took a look at that going into that Miami game. And I was like, hey, pick them more than here. Sure enough, I think he topped out. <clears throat> I'm struggling. I think he topped out at like 23 <laughs> or 24. So you would have won some money up to 25 times your money if uh, you would have bet that much. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entry stay in place, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com right now slash locked on NBA prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100 more locked on Hornets ahead. So during that break Walker, uh, you're struggling a little bit with phlegm. Uh, I've been struggling a little bit with phlegm yeah, and, bit. and it makes me think of something that David Walker brought up to us um, in our little private, you know, chat that we have. And he said, you know, we haven't been doing well with the bet the buzz and we are going to bring it back i promise it's going to be my christmas gift to all the listeners we are going to going to bring this back but but we need to fund this thing somehow because we have not we've been struggling to actually hit these bet the buzz bets so he suggested we do sort of a uh a jar that that we can you know put money into when things happen on this show to try to it would both improve the show and help to fund the bet the buzz so i think you know we make this sort of phlegm bucket where oh, it sounds pretty gross sounds it sounds pretty gross sounds awful. but it sounds gross when we do it and i think it would improve the show and help us to remind us to improve our you know preparation our vocal preparation and every time we have one of these incidents dollar goes in the jar I don't know how much we can help it. That's the problem. Well, vocal you better start apple juice, buddy. No, so so vocal preparation makes it seems like seem like we could be doing la, something la, la, before la, 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 la. the show. I do it every before every show. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what we could do. I, I don't know. Do you think people are in favor of the phlegm? Oh, God. I, I don't even want to say phlegm it. bucket. I, well, it doesn't right. have to be exclusively phlegm. We can we can add to it. For example, I think every time you mention some kind of interview that you do with WFNZ or you make some kind of obnoxious radio professional uh, name drop that we drop a dollar into the bucket. And if you would wow. like, look, if I do something that's every time I interrupt you, okay, there's a good one. We, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to improve this show. And fund Bet the Buzz so that we can bring it back for the people. Okay? The phlegm bucket. No, you're trying to improve the show by calling me out for phlegm and name dropping. I just said one thing for me. Interrupt. Look, that's a dollar right there. I just interrupted you. That's a dollar. I'll pay the first dollar in the phlegm bucket. You're welcome. There you go. There you go. Phlegm bucket. (laughs) That's what the show has come down to. That's how the Hornets are playing right now. Flem Bucket. Let's find the local angle. So Cam Newton has been all the rage in media circles because he's dropping a lot of takes. He's got his podcast now, Fourth and One Podcast. And Cam has already had some videos go, I don't know about viral, but they've been circulating on TikTok before he started doing the media tour, launching his new podcast. He's very good at this. Cam Mm -hmm. Newton, a -hmm. beloved figure in Charlotte sports history. But now... Cam is all the rage because he dropped this take about the difference between game managers and game changers, which is already just like first take level stuff. He's already it's an audition at this. Yeah. And the fact that it, it what's so good about this is he put the exact trigger QBs in the combo. He knew exactly which ones would be triggering Tua, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff. And then he ended with the biggest one of them all in putting Dak Prescott into that conversation. And so that's what really got people going. But then he started sharing some stories about his Panthers playing days. Mm-hmm. He got into a little bit of a argument with Sam Darnold about who was going to start. This was on the QB room podcast with Jordan Palmer and Kyle Allen of all people too. Love so it. a little fight with Sam Darnold during his playing days. He said he was coaching the coach and Matt rule, how they needed to hold him accountable he talked about Tygate when he didn't start the primetime game against Seattle and they got destroyed. Derek Brilliant. Anderson, first throw of the game. First throw of the game. Derek Anderson throws an interception. So he was dishing. <laughs> well, DA didn't want to be goods. out there either. He's like, what's going on here? I don't want to do this. I know. So he was dishing all the goods. Now, I don't know where Doug is going to go with this. I mean, because there's a lot of content coming from Cam Newton right now. Yeah. How do we find that? Well, the local angle is that it's Cam. That's one local. Well, no, hyper local. Yeah, this is okay. a hyper local because I'm going to okay. tie it back to the Hornets. Okay. Okay, gotcha. What's the link? Oh, what's the the Langle? Let's do that. What's the Langle? Well, first, I, that sounds. I don't know why that sounds naughty, Langle, but it does. Um, it's one of those sneak words that you don't know why. It's just something subconsciously. Langle sounds naughty. Okay. First of all, I want to say Cam Newton. I love everything that he's doing right now. The timing of this is perfect with Te- with everybody mad at Tepper and the whole situation around the Panthers. Like the timing, I don't know if he meant it, but it is absolutely perfect. And the fact that he looks like a Batman villain, sort of releasing a video to Gotham City. That is, I love. I just love every bit of it. So kudos yeah, to Cam. Great. Number one, the local angle is just it had me thinking that the Charlotte Hornets are so 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 fortunate that they they've never had a star that is as talented and as and as willing to go out on the record as Cam Newton. Like imagine if Kimba Walker were to dish on some of the issues of the late Bobcats, early Hornets, why they couldn't get back to the playoffs after 15. Nobody, I mean, 
you know, not even Lance Stevenson. Really, the only guy that I can think of is Steven Jackson. Well, I was about to say, yeah, Steven Jackson. But that's Bobcat. A lot of it. He, yeah. yeah, he shared a lot in Bobcats. That's what I'm saying. I, I have I haven't found anyone willing to go out and and release and dish in the same way that Cam has on some of this late Hornets action. But they've been very fortunate in that way. And I think when you go out and you find as many nice guys as the Hornets have, it hasn't translated to winning. Um, but it does it does sort of buffer you if you're Michael Jordan or the rest of the front office. If you go out and find these nice guys who don't say a lot, uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that you're gonna win ball games, but it does mean that you won't face as much criticism when you don't win those ball games. Marvin Williams is not going to host a podcast destroying the Charlotte. Well, he's Hornets. on the payroll. He's, of course he's he on is. Payroll now. <laughs> he's on payroll now. Those types of guys aren't going to do it. It does take away from the fact that Cam Newton is rare. It's not like many franchises have that type of guy going out and, and being this attractive in the media because he is Cam Newton. This is what makes him maybe the most important sports figure in all of Charlotte sports. It might make him the, it's certainly you know, he's up there for most valuable, having won MVP in the NFL, which is crazy. Gotten them to a Super Bowl, gave us the most historic season that we've ever seen in Charlotte sports at 15 and one. So with Cam Newton already having that type of personality, too. I mean, yeah, it's a match made in heaven for Charlotte sports meeting mainstream media and getting all of the tea that ever, on everything that ever happened. When that guy lands on the Hornets roster, and he may already be here in Brandon Miller, he's just, you can't do it as a rookie. Um, when that guy either evolves out of Brandon Miller or arrives here on this roster, you are going to know it. You are going to notice it. The radio will be talking about it. Um, our guy, Nick Carboni, will be talking about it because it's an attitude. It's a feeling that we have not experienced here as Hornets fans in a very long time. And it's a demand for excellence. It's a demand for winning. It's a it's a toughness. It's an attitude that we just we just haven't seen. Not even out of Terry Rozier. And, and I'm not I'm, that's not a criticism of Terry necessarily. You're you're either that guy or you're not. But Terry has tasted fine. Like he's played in an NBA finals. No one on this team right now is mad enough, in my opinion, about the situation that they're in. And I think a lot of it is injuries, the injury luck. You know, I think people do settle into that like, well, what are you going to do? Uh, and and there's a lot of excuse making. But if if and I think part of this, too, is that there's just not a winning culture here. If this team had gone to a second, mm. even a second round of a playoffs in the past 20 years, maybe there would be some level within the organization of like hey we got to get back there we were there people were excited we saw the looks on the people's faces we've got to get the building rocking again the building hasn't been rocking in 21 years that's true uh by the way yeah just i don't you know he's been to an eastern conference finals which is like the nba finals for us terry has been to an actual nba finals oh, but okay. conference finals matters it it matters to us here because we haven't been <laughs> yeah, to one. that's funny exactly that one. would be our finals exactly <laughs> it would be considering we haven't done it before all right that'll do it for lockdown hornets thanks for making us your first listen as you do every single day you should if you're not doing it already and you can get us wherever you get your podcast that includes youtube and then you can go check out doug's Substack, every hornets you can listen to me on wfnc every weekday from 12 to 3 the hornets play the pelicans tonight and they play philadelphia on saturday so back-to-back -back action this weekend Big show coming up on Monday. We'll recap it all. Have a great weekend.